California, which are raining for, and that drought job and praying for my downfall. From the eight mile to the south pass to the same marshal that outlaw that they say is a right, I might have fell off. I'm back on that boat like the cowboys. Let's go. We are live on Twitter with the kicker and the outlaw. I'm the kicker. He's the outlaw. What is up? Chilling. Mr. Over there looking like a like a villain. Wrong name, but it's all good. Mr. Outlaw over there with a the hat looking like an outlaw. Mr. Jesse James. In the building, yeah, man. Here to talk about some sports. Here to kill some takes. Here to let these people know that we are not alike. And let them know that this is NRDNA. Shout out to the greatest rapper that ever lived, Eminem. Heck well, yeah, heck yeah. That's a different conversation for a different day. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. But we uh, it took it. <laughs> it took us a minute to get to this moment, but we are live on Twitter. Hopefully, y'all listen to the podcast later. Enough about these introductions. We're going to get into the meat of everything. But first, I would like to say this is not a joke. Jason Witten will be playing for the Dallas Cowboys. You know, so earlier today, we were getting ready for the show and we were getting everything ready for the uh, podcast. And we're doing this video stream, and Ian, like, the whole screen just goes dark, and I'm like, what is going on? And I heard something about Jason Witten playing for the Cowboys, and so I get on ESPN. Sorry to shout them out, but whatever. And, yeah, Jason Witten is going back to the Cowboys. Now, here's my question. And number one, do you think it's because of his Hall of Fame credentials? Maybe not, because he's not, he was never, but listen, no disrespect to Jason Witten when I say this. Jason Witten was one of the top five tight ends in the NFL his whole career, but he was never the best type with Tony Gonzalez, that being said. Do you think it's A, because he didn't feel like he was as good at anything, B, he wanted to had his Hall of Fame numbers, or see, he just really loves to kick and help them take go to the next level. A, he tired of getting uh, like destroyed in the booth by uh, like the Twitter. Now, who did he work for? Who did he work for? Uh, the mothership. Okay, and Tony Romo was out here running circles around them on TV. Yes, yes. Like, Tony Romo is phenomenal in the booth. Oh yeah. Tony Romo's great. It's just, I think that, uh, one, he was, I don't think he likes it. I just think he wants to be back. Uh, I don't know. I I just want to be back playing football. He's just like, you know what? I'm tired of sitting up here in a suit. I'm about ready to go hit somebody. So why did he retire in the first place then? Man, maybe was the body not feeling well like that's what I think it was I think that or do you think it was the, the whole going on for that like there's a lot of drama with the Cowboys but I never felt like Jason Witten couldn't get you 
500 yards a season, which with the Cowboys offense, they could use like, – this is not a Dak thing, but with their lack of receiving this year, they could have used all 500 of Jason's yards. Because the one thing about Jason Witten is he's always open. Like, he gets there, he'll get you at like a 5, 6, 7, 8, 10 yard. Like, he's, he's going to catch the ball. He's not going to drop it. He's going to do his job. And at this point in his career, the Cowboys could use something that is completely reliable in Jason Witten, which I think being so reliable is going to get Jason Witten to the Hall of Fame. Not first ballot, probably not second ballot, but he's going to get in the Hall of Fame. And he should be. He should be. I mean, I don't think he should be a second or third because if T.O.'s not a first ballot Hall of Famer, then damn it, Jason Witten's not either. But Jason Witten deserves to be there just because based on consistency and longevity. I mean, with Jason Witten, if you think about Like, if you think about Jason Witten, when you're a top five in every category you can think of when talking about catching the football as a tight end, you've got to be a first-time. I mean, you just got to be a first-time Hall of Famer. If he is, it's not going to hurt my feelings. He's a Hall of Famer regardless. No, no, no. He doesn't need to be a first-timer because the tight end position is different. Right? And so Shannon Sharp is ahead of him in a lot of his categories. He wasn't a first battle Hall of Famer. Like he, and, and it's 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 not Jason Witten's fault is what I'm saying, right? And I'm going to go ahead and um, get folks here and take off the ridiculous get-up that I like to start all our podcasts with. Let's get back to the, to the gutterness of what this podcast is, but to fit it on real quick. Um, I love Jason Witten. Okay, so I love Jason Witten, right? Who is it? When we think of tight ends, we think of, like, Hall of Fame greatness. We think of Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates. Was Jason Witten better? Okay, I'm going to ask this question. Was Jason Witten in his prime better than Jimmy Graham in Jimmy Graham's prime? No. But who had the longevity? but that's why first ballot Hall of Famer to me is such a interesting conversation because when I think first ballot Hall of Famer in any sport, I think of all-time great. Tracy Brady was a first-time Hall of Famer, right? I think. I don't he think he should have. I think Tracy McGrady's a Hall of Famer. Yes, but was he one of the all-time greats of the sport? And the, the voting's the, the the voting's different in each sport, right? Now mm-hmm. Jason Witten gets in in the first ballot, I'm not... But let's go to T.O. Is T.O. a top seven receiver of all time? The numbers say yes. Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, T.O., Larry Fitzgerald, Calvin Johnson, had he played longer... Michael Irvin, based on impact. Like, who's better? And so we're going to say, you know, Jason Witt was a nice guy that's going to get that first ballot. But, I mean, I don't think he was – he was never the best player on his team. He was never the best at his position at any point in his career. So let's say second ballot, it depends on what class he comes in because now we're pushing this back five more years because he's coming back, correct? Yes.
Oh, sorry, my headphones were messing up. Oh, you're good. I mean, it's one of those things where, like, Jason Witten should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. You don't think so? I'm, I mean, regardless, he's a, and like we said, and we're going to beat this around, but regardless, I think he's a Hall of Famer, and he probably will be a Hall of Famer. And that, I, I think that should he be a first ballot is the dumbest, dumb dumbest thing for me to argue against because it's like what does it matter i mean regardless he's going to end up in the hall of fame and when it comes down to it are we really arguing who should be first ballot and who shouldn't does it really even matter they're still in the hall well that's more for me because i'm such a history well to the player it shouldn't matter but it does matter because let's say you're a guy um Okay, so Mariano Rivera got the first ever 100% of the ballot, first-time ballot Hall of Famer of baseball, right? Now, that's a discussion. If you're, if you're very – no, 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 I'm comparing sports, but let, let, let me finish. Let me finish. It's so great. No. Um, <laughs> so, if, if, so, so if you – and the Mariano was great, and he should be a first. He should be unanimous. If Ken Griffey Jr. and – Let's say Babe Ruth and Willie Mays could rise from the dead, and they're like, bro, really? Mariano Rivera was a better baseball player than me? It's a competition thing because this is what makes these players great. And so for me, it's it doesn't. It, I'm not saying Jason Witten doesn't deserve first ballot, but there's going to be guys that didn't get first ballot. It's like, Jason Witten wasn't better than me. It's the competitive nature of it. And that's why I – I never want to be a, a guy that votes as a sports writer just because Mariano Rivera was very important to the game of baseball. But 2001 against the Diamondbacks, he lost in the World Series. Greg Maddox is not a 100% full ballot. Like, what's going to happen when you – know, you know what's going to happen because there's always that one voter that's like, nope, I'm going to vote for – some other dude, Ted Williams. Come on, man. Like Jason. Now, now, I'm, listen. We're talking about Hall of Fame. Jason Witten. Jason Witten might go out there and get knocked out in the first game of the year and never play again. I don't want that to happen. But screw the Hall of Fame. This is um, this is great for Dak Prescott. Oh my God. That might be. Hey, that might be another reason why Jaden's doing it. I think he was like, you know what? They're gonna get rid of Dez. <clears throat> And we're going to not be very good. So let me go ahead and... What about the talk that Jason Witten was all up in his ear? What about that talk that was coming out last offseason? Does does Dak want him back? And, and he should. If I'm back, yeah. I mean, because he's a security blanket. He's a good blocking tight end. I, don't, I mean, I who knows why? I mean... And we've heard that, the, that Jason was in his ear, but Jason could have been in his ear in a good way. You know, like maybe Jason Witten is always in his ear because Jason I – mean, here's things we know about Jason Witten. Reliable, constant professional, does his job, doesn't speak badly in the media. While I mean, I'm talking about him as a player. Yeah. And so they're like, yeah, Jason Witten was always in his ear. It's like, well, wouldn't you want Jason Witten in your ear? I remember when Jason Witten came out of Tennessee – and I said, that dude's going to play 15 years in the NFL. He may not be great. Now, he was better than I thought he would be. 
But I always said he's going to be a very – Jason Witten is a – okay, Heath Miller is a poor man's Jason Witten. Remember Heath Miller for the Steelers? I agree with that 100%. Now, for the people that – if you misheard me, Heath Miller is a poor man's Jason Witten. I didn't say it the other way around. Heath Miller was always that for the Steelers. What happened when Heath Miller retired? Yeah, we had some good tight ends, but Heath Miller was always that go-to that Ben could always have when something broke down and the consummate professional. I love those guys. And so having a guy like that in Pittsburgh makes me respect Jason Witten so much more. And Jason Witten never played outside of himself either, and that's what I respect about him. I didn't watch a lot of Monday Night Football this year, and if I did, I watched it at my job, and it was on mute. So I don't—I never got to really hear Witten's commentary. So, um, but I'm getting Directv soon, thanks to my wife's job. So shout out to my wife. Heck yeah. To our podcast. <laughs> well, we—I brought that up in counseling, and she's like, "Well, I listened to it when I was in the room, and you were doing a podcast." <laughs> No, she's not a sports fan. That's fine. I don't want my uh, wife listening to this. Oh yeah, like I thought I'd get beat up. <laughs> no, I mean I didn't mean uh, like that. Like I mean like as far as uh, she's just not a sports fan, so she was like, "Oh, that sucks," and so it would just hurt my ego. Yeah, but your wife has been very supportive and has really good input on the podcast. She's like said things about how we interact and like. Like, you're the tech guy, and sometimes she says I'm the entertainment, but it's always in, like, how to make us better, and so we always appreciate her. And my wife is like, yeah, do your podcast. Like, I don't – I'm not going to make my wife listen to in three hours of sports. If she doesn't want to listen to it, that's fine. But as long as she allows me to do it and supports what we do, and then we're cool with it. And that's all that matters, bro, is just – Jason <clears throat> Witten it. Sorry, what? I said that's all. I mean, to me, that's all that really matters is the fact that uh, people listen and people that we want to listen will listen to it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, absolutely. Just support. That's all we're saying. And we've gotten supremely off topic, uh, which is. But hold on, hold on. I want to say something about the Jason Witten thing. Okay. Have we seen this before? About now, I, I know we've seen people retire and unretire, but have we seen a guy that retires, like officially retires, takes a full year off and goes to the booth and is like, you know what, bro? I really just want to go back and play football or I want to go back and play basketball. I haven't. Now, Ray Allen sat out there and retired and has dangled it for like three years. He's like, yeah, anybody want to sign me? But he never signed. Yeah. And I saw him in the celebrity three-point shooting contest. Oh, I don't know if Ray still got it. He might have just had an off performance, but this is interesting. Like, never, I never once thought Jason Witten was ever coming back to football. I was like, oh, he retired. He's happy with his career. He's going to get in the Hall of Fame. He's done. Boom. He's like, no, I'm back. But, but well, Kurt Warner was – go ahead. But what I will say is, like, do we really know what extent it's going to be? Like, is he going to be more like a player's coach? Is he going to be more hand – like, is he going to play a lot? Like, what is he going to be? Is he just there to kind of help coach? I don't know. Like, I have a feeling he's going to he's gonna be full force for him to start. 
Well, yeah, because you don't leave, like, the money in sports broadcasting at that level is great. You don't leave that unless you're going to, like, they don't need any more coaches in Dallas. Like, half their coaching staff used to be head coaches. Or that's the thing. That's what. That's, that's when I. Jason Garrett was a puppet. Or play. Or is a puppet. As a, yeah. Scott Linehan, former head coach. Marinelli, former head coach. Like Scott Linehan. Anyone you look, it's like, oh wow. He's Scott Linehan about yeah. the paint. Well, he was terrible as a head coach. Well, that's why they all got coordinator jobs. <laughs> yeah, like he he. Scott Linehan's gone, obviously now. But yeah, he about the paint. But I mean, their offensive tree is all. Former backup quarterbacks in Dallas. Yeah. Which I don't know how exactly Chris how. Garrett, Kellen Moore. Which I don't know exactly how I feel about all that, but it, it is what it is. Your damn owner, man. Yeah, I know. But anyways, moving on with the show. Enough about Jason Witten, because I about lost my ever-loving mind. When that happened, uh, knocked over the camera. <laughs> like, I just went running through it and was like, oh my gosh, what is going on? And I stared at my phone for like 20 minutes. Oh, to ma- oh, yeah. I stared at my phone for like 10 minutes to make sure this was real life. And I was sitting over here, it's like the camera went not dark. I'm like, what, what happened? And then I heard you talking to your dad about Jason Whitley, and I went and checked my phone, and I'm like, this is real. Yeah, because we heard you go, what? I was like, oh, yeah. Jesse must have just found out what, what? we were talking about. So, all right, so now we're really starting the show with our normal top five talk. Uh, and I found this on a thread with uh, Jamal Crawford. Uh, somebody asked him who the top five ball handlers of all time, and he named some of them. And there's some people that just had disrespect for some of the top ball handlers of all time. And I'm just like, man, some of y'all young people had forgot how good some of these dudes were. So I was like, you know what? This would be a good discussion between me and Jesse. And we'll just kind of do what you would do and just go like, you name one, I name one. Yeah. Nah, I'm going to let you go first. All right. The one that I always come back to and that I grew up watching – and uh, paying attention to is Jason Williams. Don't. Oh my. I'm so. That was the one I thought you'd forget about. <laughs> oh, man. How am I going to forget? Well, let me take him off my list. How am I going to forget about uh, Mr. J? Oh, yeah. White that is, Yeah, white chocolate. That dude was cold, bro. Yes, he was, dude. And he was in the league. Like, you, he, you know, he was on the 06. Uh, oh, wait, man. Did I mean to bring that up? He was on the 06 Heat Championship team. As a backup to Gary Payton. I know. Mister, you're getting the eagle eye right now. I, I, I see it. I see it. Um, But, no, like, Jason Williams, I mean – Memphis, Sacramento, like, he came out in Sacramento, and dude, like, just crossing people over, like, ridiculous, and and then made it, and then stayed in the league for, like, 10, 10 years or something like that. Yeah, he was, his coldest, my favorite is, uh, on the breakaway, it was a three-on-one break, and he throws it 
fakes like he's throwing it behind his back to the dude on his right, and then elbows it with his right elbow back to the back to the left, and dude dunks him on his right. That's crazy. You know he went to Marshall? Did not know that. So he played for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. He had a thirteen year career. Dang, really? Yeah. I just, averaged ten point five points a game and five point nine assists. It's just I just remember so much with the Kings that some of the stuff afterwards I just don't. It's one of those things where with the you just remember their prime and you don't remember anything else. Hold on, am I reading this right? Does bold on? He he led the league in three point shooting one year. Dude was cold. Dude, he was like. He was so good. That's where all like the and one stuff comes from. Oh, for sure. Like he started that well, whole. Not, it doesn't come from him, but like, but he he made that like he popular. pushed that. that yeah. Was... For sure. All right, so I guess I gotta dig in the back. I'm gonna go somebody who Kyrie gets compared a lot to Rod Strickland. Ooh, yeah. So I'm gonna look him up real quick just because I know I've seen him play, but he, he, he I want to say he uh, he played for Portland, right? Yeah. Let's uh try and boomerang through this real quick and uh, take a break. Uh, but you just said Strickland. I'm gonna go with a new person, Steph Curry. Steph, Steph's good. He, he he can dribble his he can dribble his butt off. Um, Steph definitely has handles that's helped him because he's such a great shooter. The ability to handle the rock enhances his shooting because. Listen, had Steph been healthy in 2016, he would have shook the hell out of Kevin Love and probably made that three. Yeah. So I would go with you. So we so far we've got Jason Williams, Rod Strickland, and Steph Curry. I'm going to go super old school Pete Maravich. Yes. Pistol Pete. Yeah. I've seen his highlights recently. Uh, man, I just had one. Oh, Allen Iverson. There we go. I forgot for a second. Oh, yeah, AI. AI was on another level, especially for his size. Uh, very similar player to Kyrie. was just so hard to stay in front of. Shoot for crying out loud, he shook Michael. I just thought of one. I didn't have him on my list. So there's a rap line that Lloyd Banks says every time I spit, they say, Ooh, like it skipped to my Lou move at the Rucker. You know who skipped to my Lou? Mm, I don't remember his real name, but yes. Ray for Austin. Ray for Austin. The Rockets late in his career. That dude was so And he so made his cold. name by just crossing people over in Rucker Park. And just, dude, like, he, the, his move was called Skip to My Lou. And he would damage, bro. 
Like, was he the one that did the move there. where like he would dribble between his legs and then like throw the ball up in the air and then keep pecking like he was dribbling between his legs and like you just stand there like an idiot? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Bro, like that used to crack me up, and I used to try it so many times. Like dribble between your legs, and then you reach your hand between your legs one time instead of putting it to the other hand, you throw it up straight behind you, and you're still faking like you're going back and forth, and you're moving so fast the defender's still looking at your legs while the while the ball is being passed to somebody else. It, yeah, it, used, like uh, it was cold. Craziness. That, that so shut now it we down. can go ahead and mention go ahead and mention the next guy. We keep comparing everybody to him. We haven't said his name yet. We haven't mentioned him as one of the best ball handlers ever. You're talking about uh, Kyrie Irving. Oh, Kyrie yeah. Irving. Yeah, Kyrie's pretty good. Man, Kyrie, man. Kyrie. I think Kyrie's ball handling is the reason the Cavaliers won the championship. It's because he could just do things with the basketball. And he can dribble, stop, shoot. I mean... Like, skill set-wise, Kyrie is amazing. It's just that you have to find the right team to fit an offense around him. Yeah. Because Kyrie can get to the hole anytime he wants. Yeah. And I know he loves the Cavs, but I, I, love, I love watching Kyrie. Oh, me too. Like, I watch Boston games a lot of times to see Kyrie play. Uh, so, I've got – I had Jay Will, Steph Curry – uh, AI. So now we're at four. So who did I have? I had Raper Olsen, Rod Strickland, Kyrie. You stole Jason Williams and Kyrie. Okay, so we we're at four. We both got three. Hmm. We need two more each. Wait a minute, who'd you have? You had Jason Williams, AI, and Steph. And Steph. No, it's your turn because I had Pete Maravich also. So I had oh, okay. Russell and Pete Maravich, Kyrie, and uh, Raper Alston. Okay, so we're okay. Okay. Uh, man, this was this is tough to think about. Like great ball handlers. Man, a wild one that I've seen some of those tapes and do some crazy stuff. So think about you know like Luca today does his wild antics and stuff like he'll faked it off your back or whatever. You know who used to do crazy stuff like that back in the 80s? Larry Bird. Yeah. Man, go look at... Man, people are like, oh, he's old, white, slow guy. Dude, go look at Larry Bird highlights. There was one, I remember, where he just drilled back and... He just kept... Uh, drilled back and forth between his legs and just stood there for like... 10 seconds doing it back and forth, and then it finally pulled up on somebody. I was just like, yeah, that's, there's not many small forwards that have his kind of handles. I'm going to go with... Derrick Rose. Okay. Derrick Rose mixed with he wasn't a great passing point guard, but he, he could beat anybody off the dribble, get into the lane. Not a great shooter, but he made his he got an MVP year off just being able to get guys off the dribble. I wanted to go maybe Gary Payton or James Harden, but Oh. Um Oh. James Harden. And we 
And we even talked about Chris Paul yet. Yeah, ja- man, James Harden is so cold. Like, you can hate him, and I'm a as a Dallas fan, you, I despise Houston. But man, you got to be real with yourself as a just a fan of the game. Like, James Harden is so hard to guard. Oh, he's one of the most skilled people in the NBA. I mean, that's that's not even a discussion. I mean, I don't like watching him play, but like to say that James Harden is whack. I mean, come on, like. He's he's a better ball handler than Russell Westbrook. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> I'm allergic to his style of basketball, I guess. But. Yeah. So I guess that's five but each. No, yeah. So uh, yeah, James Harden's just that. Uh, and I, if you mix, <laughs> and just to talk about my boy Luke for a minute, like. The fact that James Harden does what he does, and then you watch Luca. Luca's got that step back down. That's why it's so unguardable. Is when uh, people like Steph does it, Harden does it. That step back that Harden basically made, in my opinion, made famous. That you can get that much separation and then just knock it down. It doesn't matter where the defense is. If you can step back, gather, and shoot all in one motion, it's unguardable. Absolutely. Uh, take a quick break. Yeah, we're gonna take a quick break. Hey, I'm gonna mention one thing right before we go to break. For being six eleven, Kevin Durant is the best ball handler past six eight. Yes. And we'll be right back. This is the Kicker in the Outlaw on the Rehab Sports Guys. 